Welcome to Meet the Musician Federico Albanese at the Apple Store Kurfürstendamm. Please welcome our guest moderator, Fabian Söthof. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for being here. I take my stage here. Well, it's not up to me. It's, it's about Federico tonight. And before I introduce him to you, I think um, he introduces himself with a video. The blue hour is a moment very early in the morning or, or late in the evening which is in the middle of two different and opposite universes and is definitely something in between two things uh, because it's not dark, it's not bright, it's not day, it's not night. It's definitely a sort of undefined limbo. In this quite short moment, period of time, which is the blue hour moment. In my idea, all the things are somehow vague, uh, uncertain, they're not defined. Each piece uh, of the album explores uh, all the feelings and emotions that I feel connected with this moment. And uh, it can be something very intimate, it can be uh, something very powerful, but it can also be a memory or a dream or something that I've experienced in the past. Each piece tells a little story, uh, but in a way that it's never isolated, it's intertwined with all the other pieces. And so the album, it's more a concept album rather than a collection of pieces. To express this uh, concept behind the, the, the Blue Hour idea, I wrote pieces that uh, somehow they never resolve. They, they keep transforming, uh, they keep changing somehow. It's like one long suite. I wanted to use the piano uh, not only as a as a, as a main instrument, but also trying to produce uh, other sounds. I use a lot of electric guitar with the Ebo. I've used synthesizers a little bit, some electronics and, and, and cello, or some glasses, for example, that I use in one piece. They are all different colors that can really somehow reflect all this idea of, of uh, of the vague things floating into the blue hour limbo. I, I really wanted to achieve a pure analog sound and uh, some things that I've recorded at home I maybe recorded digitally, so I needed a reamp or, or, or something that was kind of warming the sound. I've decided to mix the album in studio in Berlin with Francesco Donadello. It is not uh, only a sound engineer, like a pure normal sound engineer is also someone that uh, works in a creative way. He can add an effect that you will never uh, expect that might change uh, the whole atmosphere of the piece in a good way. Artur Ornik is not only a very, very good cellist, but he's also, he always understands what 
kind of emotion I wanted to express in that point and he's always able to give something uh, to the piece, to add something to the piece. gentleman was or is Federico Albanese and uh, for those of you who don't know him already this guy is 33 years old he is born and raised in Italy um, and in Italy he learned already as a child he learned a couple of instruments and he even played he just told me he played in a stoner rock band back then imagine that and um, like in 2007 I think um, he founded a kind of a avant-garde la, la blanche I'm, I don't speak any Italian la blanche alchemy Alchemy, you know, with Jessica and Audi uh, in Germany uh, and in Italy, he did some uh, soundtracks. Um, for example, one for the documentary, the German one, uh, Cinema Perverso, with uh, Ben Becker overball, you have Woodgate. And um, 2014, his um, first solo record um, came out. It was The Houseboat and the Moon. And now, like I think two weeks ago, The Blue Hour just uh, came out. And with that one, I introduce you on stage um, with a warm welcome, Federico Albanese. Thanks for being here, Federico. Ah, thank you, thank you. Um, thanks for inviting. Most important questions would came to my mind first. Yeah. You were born and raised in Italy in Milano. Why the hell moved to Berlin? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, What's the answer? Well, I moved to Berlin, yeah, four years ago, beginning of 2012. I was uh, making music in Italy, and um, it wasn't working that well. I mean, Italy is a very good country for certain things, but maybe music uh, it was, you know, I mean, at least four years ago, there was not really a scene um, of uh, what I was doing, what kind of, you know, what I wanted to do, um, at least in music. So uh, Berlin was kind of an easy choice because um, I knew the city already because we were coming here. I mean, me and my girlfriend, um, we were coming here for spending here some, some weeks or some months, uh, even in 2010, 11 and so. So we knew the city. And yeah, we just moved. I mean, I think I needed a change. And um, it worked out quite well. You found a label here, you put out your records. So um, there's no thinking about moving back one day probably, is it? Not now for sure, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. Um, and now that, you, um, that you, your second record came out, um, for example, Deutschland Radio Kultur, they described you at um, something like, or your sound, just like something like um, uh, between Eno, Brian Eno, and, and Audi, Ludovico and Audi. So um, are you happy about such dwarfs, or do you like, oh, I don't like it? Well, it might suit, you know? I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're both incredibly, uh, incredible great artists, and, and they have a, they have a, you know, their opera, it's, it's fabulous, so. Uh, I mean, I'm actually honored to be uh, mentioned, you know, in between these two guys, you know. So, yeah, for sure. Okay. And um, nobody ever asked you how you would describe your own music if you had to uh, name a kind of label? Well, you know, I am not a big fan of labeling music in general. And, and mm. I mean, of course, um, sometimes it's necessary to, 
to actually label it somehow, and especially this kind of music, which is kind of in the middle of things, you know. Um, they say it's neoclassical music or modern classical music, contemporary classical music, which I think are all pretty okay, you know. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, it fits. But in general, we're always talking, I mean, it's always music, you know, in the end, so. Yeah. And when I um, first listened to New Record of the Blue Hour, I was really impressed. And I was, Thank you. I was thinking of the same, what you just said, that kind of music doesn't need any label. It just no. works and flashes you. So um, having that in mind and that you do soundtracks as well, um, all the time, listen to the record, I'm, I'm thinking about a movie, not a certain one, but it sounds like some movie. Um, yeah. Did you have, while recording it, um, the same thing in mind? And if so, um, do you have, or what would the, the plot of the Blue Hour be if it, if it would be soundtrack of a movie? Well, you know, it is. I mean, it is kind of like, yeah, it has somehow the, yeah. I mean, my way of making music is, is quite connected with images in general, you know? It's, uh, it's kind of like one of my first source of inspiration, I would say, you know, in general, films or, or paintings or, or whatever. Uh, so it has, you know, a strong visual connection, you know? I have a visual connection with my music, you know? So somehow, I don't know the plot exactly, because the Blue Hour, I mean, my idea of the Blue Hour, it's like not just the twilight moment between day and night, but also, uh, you know, a middle world, I mean, a, a world in between in general, you know? So uh, I'm not sure whether to, you know, where would I go if I would have to. But it would probably be, rather be a um, drama than a comedy, for example. Well, you never know. It can be a comedy too, you know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, talking about the, the Blue Hour, the, the, the name of it, um, the video which you saw, you described it something like, like, the moment as vague or limbo, mm -hmm. such words. Um, did you have any, any other certain images? You just talked about strong images in in mind, because what you also say in the video is you have, um, uh, it is the Blue Hour to you is connected with moments from the past or even from your own past? Yeah, sure. So did you have certain images in mind while playing one song, thinking about that time when you were a child, for example? Well, yeah, not, well, not really. I mean, I was more um, thinking on doing um, a record that was sort of uh, explaining a, a transitional state in general. So, which can be, of course, between day and night, but between also, two persons or between, between in yourself, or it can be also something, I don't know, like when you have to make a choice in your life and you don't know whether to go. That, that, that moment in which you actually like your sort of revelation moment. And uh, that, that was my idea, like that I wanted to sort of um, put on music that particular moment, you know, of revelation, something you realize whether to go left or right, for example, right? And that idea came up while you were already writing or recording, is that true? Yeah, somehow yes, but I had the concept before because, um, you know, somehow I think that I was feeling myself in that transitional state in general, you know? So I thought, so that, that was the starting point, you know? And, and then, um, I mean, then I chose the Blue Hour as a, as a concept behind it because I think it's a strong, it's one of the strongest visual representation of this transition, you know? this idea of transition, at least. And it's also, um, I just asked you about it backstage, um, you also said about the record that it's kind of a Berlin record, 
because yeah, I do true, it here. Yeah, sure. um, what, 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 what part or what, what things about Berlin do we find in your music or do you find in your music? Well, one is very, very, actually very clear because, I mean, we have very extended blue hours in Berlin, actually, yeah. you know, especially in the summer, there's the sun, I mean, the light is still there until 11 uh, in the evening or something like that. So you have this extended moment where the sun is not there anymore and the lights of the city are still, I mean, it's already, already switched on, but there's still lights. It's not, it's kind of, a, you know, unclear. It's not, it's not day, it's not night, like I said. But I think one has to distinguish, uh, talking about the blue hour, between the blue hour within a city or at the, the land side of the country. Mm. Um, so would the record sound different if you recorded it like in somewhere in Brandenburg? Yeah, yeah, probably, yes, yes, okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah, but I was here and uh, I mean, the city inspires me very much uh, every day and inspired me a lot during the process of the, of the compositions. The, the record is a, I just said that, it's a very, to me, it's a very moving record. Thank it, you. it really touches you, and I really like it. Um, with you listening to those songs and sounds like for months and probably years, um, what's your kind of um, main, main feeling you, you get or you think about your record? Is it like the blue hour? Is it more like an end or a beginning? Is it like more fear or like optimism? Well, I think, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to trigger specific emotion on people, you know? It's not my purpose, like, so, okay, I'm gonna make an happy record or a sad record or a dark record or a bright one. I'm just making music, and then I think it's the magic of music, it's also that can trigger different emotion on different people, so, for example, for me, a piece that could, you know, lead towards a happy or a positive feeling, mm -hmm. for you, might be the opposite, so for you, you know, you could, for example, remember something of your past that mm. might make you cry or something like that, you know? But it's, it's really, like, wide, I think. I mean, that was my idea, you know? And that's why also, it's, I, can, I think this idea is also connected with this be, in-between word, in this limbo of shady things, you know? Because mm. it's not clear whether it's dark or bright, you know? This limbo, I just, just read on uh, Wikipedia, to be honest, um, the blue hour, I was thinking, uh, about the blue hour as a short moment. You just said more or less the same. It's a couple of minutes. And I read it could last up to two hours at the North and South Poles, yeah. the blue hour. Yeah. So, but that won't be fun or special anymore, would it be? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you don't have any plans for your, well, oh, let me put it this way. Your first record, The Houseboat and the Moon, yeah. it was all about like night topics, more or less. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now you have the blue hour, but you're not planning on the next record doing something about like daybreak, the sunrise, something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. How do, how do those two records? Um, what's the main difference uh, to you about them? Because when I listen, uh, listen to both of it, to me, like the husband and the moon, it was a little bit more like electronic. In some songs, like for example, the Queen and Wonder, to mm -hmm. me, it was the most electronic song. Mm -hmm. Both, both records. Um, different. I mean, uh, you know, the blue, um, the blue. It's totally different um, approach because uh, on the Ausbot and the Moon, I was already, I had already the pieces somehow uh, together, and then uh, at a certain point, there was a chance on to release them. So for me, the work was more to put them together on the same roof and to decide, um, you know, to, to give them a concept basically. You know, so I created that afterwards. Uh, 
and really that was like the houseboat and the moon was a debut album and it includes a lot of uh, emotion of my past a lot of things of of my life um, i really put them together and the blue house is different because i wanted to start with the concept and explain a certain thing you know and work on that uh, mostly you know without uh, so it's it's kind of a different uh, approach one is more a collection sort of of of, of, mm -hmm. of songs that i wrote in 7 years and the Blue Hour is more, you know, a precise, defined album, you know. And since you don't have any lyrics on your record, it's, that's what's classic about it, for example, um, uh, one has to ask about, about the titles, because the songs have titles, mm -hmm. and um, there's, for example, there's one title called uh, Migrants. Yeah. So, um, did it, for that title, for example, uh, did the, the, the recent news, did they inspire you to that one, or does it doesn't have anything to do with what happened last year? It happens uh, later, but I mean, migrant, migrants, the piece is inspired by a series of paintings of a, of a friend of mine, Italian uh, painter called uh, Stefano Bosis. He did a, a, a series of paintings about migration and about migrants, painting them, uh, portraits, then, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, I loved it so much. We are very close friends, so we, 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 we talk a lot about art and about music in general. So, and that, there was one painting specifically that really inspired me, and I made a piece uh, to sort of like, um, and I dedicate a piece to that painting. And uh, on one hand, on the other hand, you know, somehow I feel like a migrant myself because anyway, I came from, I come from Italy, and uh, I kind of I moved here. It's not the same as, of course. Fruchtlinge and so on, but uh, uh, and my family too. My father comes from the south of Italy, and mm. um, he moved, you know, with the whole family to the north, which was a big step back in the in the fifties. And so I somehow feel a bit like a like a migrant too. Okay. Yeah. And another song is called Celine. Mm -hmm. So if it's not a too personal question, who is Celine? Celine, uh, it's. <laughs> It's a, um, actually, it's a novelist from the past century, and, um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. not a personal, like, ex-girlfriend or something? No. You wrote a song about her? No. <laughs> okay, good, thank you. Um, well, um, what we, uh, I just said, uh, introducing you, uh, what you just told me backstage, um, what one cannot imagine, listening to new records, is you played in a stoner rock band, for example. Yeah. So you was, back in Italy, you were into, rock music, uh, you're at the Metal Hammer and stuff like that, you just told me. I did, yes. Yeah. So, um, how did you find your way into what you do now? Uh, your, how did you find this new approach of music? Well, that's a difficult question. Um, I think I'm, I needed some quietness in my life at a certain point. I mean, I really did play uh, loud music from 13 until 20. 22 years old, very loud music. Um, but at the same time, I was listening a lot to, to what was called back then new age music, you know. Uh, so there was these two things in my life. And uh, at a certain point, one prevailed to the other one. So I, you know, I sort of, uh, I went back to the piano because I studied piano until 12 and then I moved to other instruments, and then uh, somehow I got back to the piano when I was 22, 23, and there, yeah, I just loved it so much, and I, I kept 
you know, I, I realized that I wanted to do something with it. And you started listening to um, a lot of German musicians, you just told me, like uh, Rodelius, um, yeah, yeah. all those musicians. Yeah, yeah. How did they, did they, um, uh, how, how old? Were you when you started listening to them? Well, I, I told I was buying this. Uh, I told you before in the backstage. I was yeah. when I was thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was buying this uh, newspaper, this uh, no, no, this magazine, which is called New Age, mm. which was kind of a loser thing uh, back then. <laughs> it was not really cool, so I was keeping it secret. But uh, there, I discovered. I mean, there was a CD, a cassette first, and then a CD included, and you know, there was a lot of stuff like weird stuff from. From, yeah, including Brian Eno, Rodelius, Mohebius, so like stuff from, from you know, Germany back in the 80s or stuff, mm -hmm. really beautiful music. But I wasn't really able to understand it that much back then. I liked it, but I was, you know, then going and rehearsing and play punk rock. So it was kind of, I didn't know really where I was, you know, mm -hmm. but then I sort of understand them. And how did you find your way into composing music for films? Was it um, that people started asking you, well, we have a film here and we would love to have your music in it? Or was it the other way around? You love films and started trying to write, to write music for films? Well, I think it's kind of a combination of the both because I do love films. I mean, it's really, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Uh, and uh, of course, uh, you know, somehow I've write songs that fits in films too. So it's, uh, you know, it's the combination of the two things, you know, and, um, It's really nice. I, d I haven't done so many films, I would, I'll, but but uh, I would love to do more. Yeah. Is there any filmmaker you really love to work with one day? Oh gosh, yeah, there are many. <laughs> I mean, we can start now and end tomorrow probably. But I recently just saw a film of this Greek guy, Jan Timos, uh, Lobster. Uh, I really liked it so much. I would love to work with him. Okay, and we just. Outside, we talked about the um, those uh, this Berlin film, Victoria. Yeah. Um, could you have imagined writing the music for that one as well? It has good music in it, though. Yeah, it's but, amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I I don't know. Yeah, but I guess I could yeah. I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That was that was a great one too. Um, and now nowadays, um, what, what 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 kind of pop records do you, you listen to, or do you still listen to old stoner music you, you, you played back then? Are you in, into pop as well? I'm asking you because your new record reminds me, or let me, lets me think about a lot of more or less pop bands, like uh -huh. post-rock stuff, like Sigur Rolls, uh, oh, Mogwai, Radiohead. So that's why I'm asking, do you listen to them? Yeah, I do, yeah. I listen to everything, actually. I don't have any particular favorite genre or something like that. Yeah. I, really, I listen to mainstream uh, pop until very, very weird and, and underground okay. stuff. So. Any, any favorite records at the moment? <laughs> at the moment, it's funny. I'm listening to the new Lana Del Rey album. I really like it. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> okay. For example. Uh, um, and did you, moving here to Berlin, um, you said um, it was easy for you going here because you know the city already. You've been here before. Um, Do you feel like being home now here? Did you find a kind of a scene, other musicians you're working with? Or are you, st are you mainly working on your own in your studio? What I do, I mainly work on my, on my own, you know. But, uh, but I met a lot of musicians in Berlin and a lot of people who is here for the same reason as I am, you know. So there is this kind of like power 
uh, in, in the city, you know, that everybody's moving here for the same reason somehow, yeah. to, to kind of like try to do something, you know. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I have a lot of, yeah, I met a lot of musicians and a lot of people in the, in the music scene, and there is actually a scene here going, yeah. and you can feel it. In Italy, it wasn't like that, at least for me, but then Italy is, I mean, if you, you know, it, Italy is really like linked to, to a tradition of, of singer-songwriting, you know? Mm. Um, so if you do that, and if you follow that scene that is huge, is big, so you will have fortune there, probably, but, mm. but not for what I want to do. Okay. Uh, but you didn't meet people so far about who you were thinking, well, I need to work with them one day. Berlin still has a big electronic scene, for example. Yeah. Um, that could be, that could sound interesting if you yeah, like doing yeah, yeah. something with Moderat, for example. Yeah, 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 why not? Yeah, yeah, no, see, I'm very, I'm very open uh, to, yeah, to collaboration and stuff like that, yeah. Okay. Um, what I also read about you is that you, not only you're playing a lot of instruments, but you're also um, kind of developing your own ones. Is it true? No? Nope. And the internet just lied to me. Okay, okay. My I mean, question I would have been like, uh, what, what kind of instrument you still want to I mean, I do invent, but since you don't. I think there's not really much to invent, but <laughs> I, I do little things, little, but, but for my live performance, not really nothing, nothing special, I would say. It's, okay. Um, yeah. Not worth to talk about. Okay, good, yeah. Um, I think in March 13th, or March 13th, you're playing at the... Um, uh, the Volksbühne, Roten yeah. Salon. Yeah. Um, how can one imagine? I haven't seen you playing live before, so how can I imagine that to happen? Do you have other musicians with you? Is it you on your own? It's me. It's just me, and on my own. Like, how do you, how do you put such a big record like Blue Hour on stage? Well, it's a little minimized, of course, not exactly the same because I don't have a cellist with me uh, now, but I will have it on the next tour probably. Uh, I put stuff on the piano, the instrument synthesizer and samplers and looper, okay. and I do everything with the piano. So creating a whole environment of background sounds with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that one, experiencing that. And what Thank I'm also you. looking forward to is um, to open up the round for some questions from the audience. There's a question over you just yeah. Hi, hello. Hi. Um, I'm kind of curious, uh, it's kind of a technical question. Um, of course, that's to, to record your album, you went to a professional studio, but I imagine that in your daily life you record your ideas back home as well. Since this is an Apple event, I'm curious, do you use Logic? Do you use other sequencers? What do you use to record and develop your ideas in, in, in your daily life? Well, I'm, um, oh, thank you for the question. Um, I'm using, uh, I'm an analog guy. So I really do like old school stuff. So I, I actually record with tapes, tape machines. So, <laughs> you know, modern stuff, it's not really in, in my studio, you know. So I, I pretty much use tapes and, 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 I mean, I start from, that's the core. Then, of course, you can use a computer back uh, in studio to put together the tracks, but my main thing is to try to, to give a certain warmth to the piano and to the other sound, so I attempt to use a tape all the time. Uh, you, you say in the video as well that you, 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 you try to, to get that analog sound. 
but the, the, the final song is actually delivered in a digital medium. For example, if I buy your music today on Apple Store, that's digital. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, it's actually pretty cool because, uh, of course, it has to be digital nowadays also, not just on, on vinyl uh, and CD. Uh, it has to be digital. And, but I'd say that, I mean, it's not because I'm, we are an Apple now, but it's, it's really, I mean, really good quality stuff, you know? It's, uh, it's actually very, very high quality uh, digital sound that you actually can get through Apple uh, Store. So I'm pretty satisfied, actually. It's, uh, it's really good. And do you have all your equipment packed into your flat, or you have your own studio rented here? I have a, a flat with the studio. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, and you moved it all back from from Milano here. Well, yeah, some something? stuff, yes, but I also improved it, uh, okay. you know, in these four years. So a lot of things were new. I bought it yeah. here. And the longer you stay and live here, the harder it gets to to move again because of all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. stay here. It's not the worst choice. <laughs> and the piano, most of all, it's really big. If you throw that out of the window and just use computers for that one, that'll be easier, but exactly. don't do that. No. When you were younger, when you were a kid playing on those uh, rock bands, um, did you have any idols back then you might want to share with us now? Idols? Well, yeah, lots of them, yeah. For example? Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Uh, I don't know, the punk rock scene. Uh, uh, in UK, yeah. Now I can't really say, remember it so much, but there was a lot. We saw Sonic as the first one who came. And now you play such different kind of music. It's, it's not very probable that you playing festivals with them together, unfortunately, because they play rock festivals. Well, and you never know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Maybe it might happen. I would be very. That would be really good. Yeah. I would I love to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, more questions from the audience. Uh, you mentioned there was a, a certain type of energy in Berlin, a certain kind of feeling to, to living here. In what way exactly did it influence the Blue Hour? You said, you mentioned that the Blue Hour here can be quite long in the summer months. Um, but in what other way did like, the feeling of the city influence your album? Well, I was here, I mean, I was here all the time and, and I really spent lots of time in Berlin while I was writing the record. I wasn't going away, I wasn't traveling, I wasn't touring, so I was really here. And uh, so everything was influencing me all the time, like <laughs> walking on the street or, or whatever, meeting someone or... So I think I can't really explain this sort of energy I was talking about, because it's really like sort of somehow it's, it's a sudden energy, it's hidden, uh, you know, throughout the city. but. Uh, I can tell that there was an energy, and I felt it, and it helped me uh, writing this record. So, yeah, on, on one hand, as I told before, it's sort of uh, partly a concept album about this Berlin, about the city, yeah. More questions? There's another one. Um, your record just came out. Are there any plans for future projects? Oh, yes. <laughs> I hope to, I hope to do another album and another one and another one and another one. And then another one again. And another one, probably. Probably, yes. yes. Okay. Good. Then 
I would stop. <laughs> well, if there are no more questions, I thank you very much for being here. Thank you for, for inviting me. sharing your music with us, for talking about your music with us. Thank you. Um, Federico Albanese, The Blue Hour, listen to it and buy it. Thank you very much. Thank you.